What up, everybody, and welcome to Water or Wine Time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, and entertainment. I have Tretch in the house from Naughty by Nature. If you don't know, figure it out. Killing the game. Rap started, like, rap just overall. Like, you... 25 years 25 now, years. 25 year anniversary in the building. Can you believe it? Like, I definitely cannot believe, like, to have a career of 25 years, like, not a lot of artists can say that. Yeah. Very few. And to say that you guys stuck together and still performing to this day is, like, just mind-boggling. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's a blessing. It's yeah, a blessing. definitely, definitely. I average out 150 shows a year for 25 years, so it's more than just, you know, hard work, which is definitely is hard work, but it's definitely a blessing. Definitely yeah. a blessing. So it's interesting. Because it's water wine time, we were actually having this conversation. Agua and vino. Yes, agua and vino. So yesterday, he orders, gets water and wine. I'm like, not even knowing that's the title of my podcast. I'm like, you know you got to be a guest on my show. You let me know what time we're going to make this happen. Bam. And here we are. Bam. It happened. Just like that. Just like that. So if you drinking water and wine in front of me, shit's happening. Salud. We got cheers to this. Boom. Now before, we're going to start the beginning. We're going to go way back. Way back. Way back, even before 25 years ago. Back in time. Back in time. So before you were Tretch, mm-hmm. you were Anthony. Tiny Chris. T, Treachery. Then it shorted down because you had the TT, had like long names, like one of my idols, like LL Cool J. But his was short enough with the letters and A's. But I was Tiny T, Treachery. So it was like just to spell that all out, it was going to take a long ass time. So I switched to double T. Then switched it down to uh, treachery. Then just switched it like, yo, just it's just treach. Mm, so that's the journey for your name. That's how yeah. you kind of yeah, got yeah. to that. That's so right. So what was it like growing up in your house? What kind of kid were you in Jersey? Oh man, I was I was a I was a good kid. I'm, I was like any other kid. But see, back in our days, it was legalized ass whippers. Your teacher could whip mm-hmm. your ass, your babysitter, and then your mom's repository call said, just save me a little bit of that ass cheek so I could tear it up when I get home. So you really ain't want no problems and stuff. It was a whole different c- control society, you feel me? So you knew, like, if you knew do better. shit. Yeah, you knew better. Knew better. If you act up, somebody is going to whoop your somebody ass in your house. smacked up. Yeah, so you already Wait. knew. Yep. It was no problems. I ain't want no problems. So you were a good kid growing up then, huh? Yep, yep. Okay. And then when I started... Feeling myself, 16, 15, around 16, 17. That's when moms are like, you got to go. So you can see a whole different scenario when you're on them streets. And then you got to, day by day, do what you got to do because your pride is too big for you to just say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir, no, sir. And no, you don't pay a bill. You don't have no type of responsibilities but to do what your parents say, which is basically stay out of trouble and stay in school. And do that, and then you have everything. But then when you start feeling yourself and you want to do extras and want to be grown before you grown, then when reality hits you, it's like back in the days there, it's like now these kids know, what you going to do? You going to hit me? I'm going to call 911. Mm-hmm. What you going to do? Throw me out? I'm going to call Dyfus. You can't throw me out. You got, I got, back then, man, you'd be on the fucking streets. So mm. it, was, it, was, it was not a game. You had to really check yourself or be checked. So at 16, she told you to get out. Basically. She kicked you out the house. Yeah, yeah. And why did she kick you out? What'd you do? I mean, just was not, it got to a point where I just didn't want to listen. But it was like, my mom, for a while, she never even thought I was doing what I said I was doing, which was talent shows and 
performing and doing stuff, she was like, you ain't rapping. You, you just needed trying to get an excuse to hang out mm -hmm. and boom. So, you know, she really didn't feel that. And, you know, I was chasing my dreams. But, you know, it turned out for, 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 for good, for better. But at the time, it was like I could have done things differently. And I felt like she could have done things differently. But I was more, you know, just taking it as a blessing because once I was on the streets, <clears throat> I turned into a, it's a whole different type of hustling beast. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like my whole mindset was you got to think about where you staying at each day and what you're going to be doing for the next day, where mm -hmm. you're going to lay your head at and where you're getting that money from. It just turned you into a whole different type of, you know what I mean, like earth dweller, a whole mm -hmm. different type of knowing you got to do what you got to do to survive. It ain't just you home and everything is there like your parents is taking care of you it's a whole different you grow up quick like that mm -hmm. so i think it's definitely a learning experience when you have to definitely grow up fast considering you know getting kicked out of the house at 16 you got to figure out how to make things work and then grow up pretty much mm -hmm. you know figure shit out mm -hmm. now when you started working with the group i know you guys were in high school and performing when did you actually say or as a group list Let's do this. Well, it was actually KG had graduated the year before us. It was and for his senior talent show. He wanted to do something because, you know, everybody else was into sports or this or da-da-da, valedictorians. And, but us, we was like, only thing we had was our music and anything else. So before he leave, he wanted to leave his stamp on there. So we had performed at, like, his senior talent show. And so we had just got together. Vin was beatboxing at the time. KG was DJing. I was a rapper. So once we did that and we saw, like, the, the crowd and, and the reaction to him, we was like, yo, we, we might need to really pursue this a little something, like, more than just for fun, and, but to really see if we got something behind it. So we just really started crafting the art from then. Mm. This was, like, 87. Mm. Yeah. And I guess from that, when you realize, like, oh, shit, people are, like, receiving us. Yeah. And it's not just a hobby or something that we could do, but yeah. we can actually do some shit with this. Yeah, we got a whole different style, a whole different look, a whole different vibe. Mm -hmm. and we need to pursue this because we, we might have a chance of getting in the industry one way or another. Yeah. And I guess that, well, it's meant, you just mentioned new style. Mm -hmm. And I know that was the name originally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but clearly I'm like, all right, I get why it was new style. But then why did you guys change it to Naughty by Nature? Because New Style was basically just a name that we, we really didn't have a name for the talent show. And, like, Kay used to always scratch, like, the Beastie Boy. It's the New Style. And boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. He was like, yo, just for this, just call us the New Style. But, you know, that was very 80-ish. So yeah. when we came out after we signed the Flavor Unit with Latif and Shaquem, it was like the 90s was coming in and the whole look was going. It wasn't no more flat. The flat tops turned to braids and, you know what I mean, it was just a whole different thing. So we had a song that um, we had did called Naughty by Nature. So I just started looking through the titles of songs just for a name, like the fit of that Naughty by Nature. But everybody's like, nah, it might be too long. Ain't nobody going to remember mm -hmm. it. I'm like, nah, Naughty by Nature, that's like, it ain't just us. It's like a, a feeling. It's mm -hmm. like a a vibe like anybody could be naughty by nature and they'll feel like they're part of it I'm like I stuck to my guns and then it was like alright let's do it so naughty by nature came and the rest is history 25 yeah. years later 
I feel like, in my opinion, I'm glad you guys stuck with Naughty by Nature. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just has, it just rings. You know, new yeah. style just sounds like. Not 80. You know what I mean? It does sound 80s, but it's just and, like. Yeah. It's like Naughty by Nature was a whole new wave of the Naughty 90s. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Me? So we opened a whole lot of doors with a whole different sound and different movement. So we needed a different type of name. But, you know, like in the 90s, like everybody, I felt like had great names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Leaders of the new school, Tribe Called Quest. You feel me? Cypress Hill, it's nice and smooth. And, like, everybody had, like, just hot names. Everybody sounded different. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing that was familiar. So yeah. it was just beautiful. You had to, and from that era, you had to be so much original and on an original vibe because you actually would go to places and you really would get your ass whipped hmm. by even sounding like somebody. Mm-hmm. Or booed or ran out of club. So... We had a whole different era. It was like the Warriors, for real. Yeah. <laughs> but even that, the names, like, when you hear different, like, all the names you were just mentioning, uh-huh. you know their style. Yeah. You know, the name fits them. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, like, Naughty by Name, it fits. That's right. You know, I'm like, all right, I couldn't think of anybody else or any group during that time period being called Naughty by Nature. Exactly. That, it just... It fit. It fit. That's right. And sometimes people will think of, like, all right, nah, that's not, that's not going to work, or that's too long, it's too uh-huh. this, but you got to stick with your gut. And if you say, like, hey, we're going to try this and it's going to work, go with me on this and let's just see what happens. And, and you did. did. It did. It Definitely. did. Definitely. Now, I know you were mentioning Queen Latifah, too. Mm-hmm. Now, she was a part of your journey early on. Definitely. Now, being, both being from Jersey, did you guys know each other beforehand? Yeah, talent okay, shows. Okay, so what was that. that like? Talent shows and all that. Raleigh Racket Club, Civic Center, Terrell's Gym, uh, Our Lady Helper Christian. Mm-hmm. And we, we performed and did talent shows. So it was like, once she had ended up coming out, I'm like, yo, I know her, yo. Mm. She from East Stars, and she was she been at the talent show. So she, like, had blew up, like, with um, Wrath of My Madness and Ladies First. And then went to Tommy Boy, and then when she came back to the hood, I'm like, yo, yo, lie, you remember me? She was like, Tiny, I remember you. Yo, from that. And then Apache, rest in peace, he had just had it where we had to connect where we could go and sit down with them and have a meeting about them being our management. So once that went down, it was like history after that. She was like, I know them. So we had like set up our own little, like it wasn't a demo type thing. We set up like a, a, a Upsala College where we had a spot to perform for them, like to mm. give them a showcase. So we did that to be different and on a, on, on a different lane and show them that we had live talent and we had the records and everything else. So they was like, oh, yeah, 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 it's on. It's on. Mm. Now, you just recently, well, not too long ago, but the VH1 Hip Hop Honors. That's right. Yeah, for Queen Latifah, Lil' Kim, Salt and Pepper, Missy, like, right. heavy hit with women. And I love, I love that because it's honoring women, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. How was that to perform and then your experience for that? Yeah, it's classic. It's classic. It's like one thing with it. It's like hip hop is. It's never like to me like enough ladies that's up in there, and at the forefront. And I don't know whether it's the politics or whatever else, because it's like it's a lot of talent out there with the ladies. You feel what I'm saying? It's like those are definitely definitely an intricate part of hip hop history. Mm-hmm. You know, so not to have them out there on a regular and where you could turn on the radio and hear at least 
three or four or five different girl MCs out there with hits that you hear every day. It's like when you get to do a show like VH1 Hip Hop Honors, it was like, yo, this is like a high. It's like a rush. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This, was, this, this is an element that's missing that needs to be back. So it's, it's great. That's why it's like even before that, we had... Uh, we got a song called God Is Us with Queen Latifah that's on Naughty by Nature on YouTube, and it's called God Is Us. So if you look at that, like, it's a positive message, everything else, but you probably have never hear it on the radios and everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's not on a major record label, which is not as independent. Put out a lot of people like, yo, why not? I don't hear it. I don't. I'm like, we get a gang of hits, and people see it. It's just with the politics nowadays, it's like if you ain't a new artist, you're supposed to be retired. Mm. Or if you ain't in a system with a, 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 a certain type of a record label that's going to spend money in promotions, all that, they like, ah, no, 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 no. It's like a one hand wash the other hand. And, you know, it's a, it's a politic game. It yeah. ain't about the talent really no more. It's like whoever has you and backing you that could bring you into them offices and get you with the right program directors that are add your record. But it's more than just having good music now because it's more of a business. It's like mm-hmm. what you want to pay for your stay. Mm, yeah. So that kind of goes into the next question. And so what are your thoughts on where music is now? Because obviously it is changing. It's a lot different than the early 90s. So how do you feel in the business side and then musically how it's different? I mean, the hip and hip-hop need a hip replacement, honestly. Uh, that's so true. <laughs> I had this same conversation, it, like, last week on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just... When you got the majority of people that really don't even listen to the radio like they used to and anything else because it's like you only hear the same few songs all day and it's no, no difference, it's like that's when there's something wrong with... It's not the game. It's not like it's not talent out there. It's not like it ain't artists out there, but when it get into a system where you only playing what's on, on um, with the artists with the, the biggest uh, record label backing them and the machine, a part of the machine, instead of where the art comes from, like new talent. And certain times, why can't you break, if you're a program director, a new artist that mm-hmm. may be independent but has a, a message and a sound that's different? So you got a lot of people that... And never was into trap music, artists, or anything like that. But they're like, that's all they play, so let me make records just like that. So they go and get in that same lane instead of being that, that original artist that they can be. But, you know, the hip-hop game is a, it's, it's a hustle, and everybody want to eat. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't wasn't a gangster with a lot of them, or wasn't a trapster or anything like that, but it's the only thing that they playing, but you got a talent in hip-hop and, and your heart is in hip-hop, you're going to switch over so you can eat. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, I don't blame the artists. I, I blame just the system that's around what they doing and what they can get played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so tell me, what are your thoughts on, or what would you recommend for an artist that's coming out now? That's like, I want to get in the hip-hop game. I want to be an artist. What would you recommend for them to do, knowing the state of where the music business is? I mean, just to know that it's a job and understand, like, right now is, like, it's such a a great part of the industry just because you don't have to be on a label. There's so many new artists out there that's blowing up just by, you know, doing their own thing, 
putting out their own videos, whether it's YouTube or through the internet. There's like so many people you could see and get reached. And now with that, you could have shows and everything else without even having a record on the radio and people know you and you getting booked and everything else. So it's just a, a more of a learning how to have, know it's a hustle game. It ain't nine to five and don't get in the game if you don't think it's work. If you think you're going to be rich and famous because you hot, hotter than somebody else, you don't know. They got to know it's really a job. It's like, it's, it's, it ain't, it ain't nothing easy. And it's like, on the streets, somebody could rob you with a gun, or somebody could rob you some other way, or how home invasion, or jack you for your car. In the industry, they could jack you with a piece of paper and a pen. Mm-hmm. And everything you ever going to get for the rest of your life is gone because you didn't sign the wrong piece of paperwork without getting a lawyer to look at it because you souped up and just want to sign something mm-hmm. and think this is a hot label and doesn't, don't really... You got to know it's a, it's, a, it's a job. It's like it's a constant hustle that's on a whole different level of anything. Some people are more comfortable with going for a nine-to-five Stamping that check, doing that, hitting the clock. Because coming out here, it's, 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 man, it's like shit. After 96, I always say, after parking big, when it's like I died with them. I'm just mm-hmm. here haunting niggas with the truth. Because once you get out there, you never think you're going to be a millionaire in platinum, and then you got to worry about getting murdered. And you, one of the most famous people in the world. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm kind of just, scarred by different levels. I was scarred from the streets. Shit was going on, got out of the streets, think I get in the industry, then the industry scarred me too. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm basically a flowing soul, and but I love the people. I appreciate it, and it's like I live each day like tomorrow I ain't promised because I done seen it get cut, cut short when the, in the 20s, when you're 20 years old, and you think when you leave the streets, a lot of homies in the street don't live to see 20. But then when you think you made it and you did something positive for yourself and you get taken out when you in your 20s, I'm, man, I've been touched. <laughs> you feel mm-hmm. me? But I just love the art, and that's like my peace of mind. So Yeah. yeah. So how do you, what's a, I know you were saying you feel like you died when, you know, part of you died when Biggie and Tupac died. Definitely. So, what has been another challenging aspect for you being in this music business? Like, was it something early I mean, on? Like, I mean, what was I'm that? A, it's really, it's, it's, I'm basically cursed from OPP. <laughs> just for any relationship or anything that I'm being, because I'm going to look that Mr. OPP from the door. You understand? Whether I dealt with from someone in the industry or someone that's not in the industry. And it's like, if you don't really have a ride or die with you that understands... The industry is not, especially if you travel for a living. Say if you're a truck driver, mm-hmm. you go state to state, but that's your job. It's like, if you don't have somebody that understands that's what you do for a living to come home and take care of anything, it's like you out on the road extra days when you could have came. No, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm sleeping some days. <laughs> when I come home, everyone needs I, sleep. Have to, I have to deal with with. with the daddy duties and household mm-hmm. stuff and the kids and mm-hmm. ain't nobody thinking like, hold on, daddy been gone for like four, five days. He home right now. The kids don't understand because they miss you. Kiddo, can we go to the park? Da, 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 da. You working on three hours sleep? You're like, yes. So you go and then when you come back and you fall out and then the wife or, or, the, or the lady want to go to the movies or out, out boom or, or club and boom, you like, 
I can't even do. Mm-hmm. All right, well, fuck it. Yeah, I go by myself and my girls and everything. I was like, yo, you can't just stay here with me for a night. Let me catch up with my body and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then we go out tomorrow. No, nah, I just want to. I've been waiting on. All oh, right. Uh, where you at? Where you? Why you ain't answer your phone? Because I was fucking asleep. Why you ain't called the room, the hotel? That phone would have rang. My phone, my regular phone, I'm turning it the fuck off so it ain't beeping every second with Instagrams or Twitter and all these notifications about my shit turn off. Here's the room number. Call. Uh-huh. Why I called you? You was... I was asleep. Okay. Good. I mean, it's like... Can't win for losing situation, but lose for winning. But it's like... It's, it's about the family, the kids, everything else, but it's like... It's a... It's a curse and a blessing. So you think that, I guess that's been the, I guess one of the biggest challenges, would it be relationships or dealing, you know, with your past marriage or nah, current it's, relationships? it's all the parts of, it's, it's, it's no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't deal with women that's been in the industry and I've dealt with, oh, excuse me. There you go. I'm just popping you <laughs> Little nail um, clippings. Yeah. Um, that's not in the industry because I'm like, yo, all right, they're in the industry, they should understand. Mm-hmm. What I'm going through, you know, they should understand the, the 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 industry life and what it's like and what you're doing, and you're not just out there just doing whatever you're doing it for a purpose and the family and everything else. But when they don't understand, then when you try to get with somebody that has maybe a regular nine to five, which I've done as well. Mm-hmm. Well, really, I can't even blame too much because after my divorce, like I'm a. I'm a strong believer in, like, if we go down <clears throat> and exchange vows with our hand on the Bible, that's supposed to be for life. Mm-hmm. Better or worse, sickness and health, till death do us part. So, to me, it really shouldn't be no such thing as a divorce. But when it is there and it's, like, more of a business now, it's just unfathomable. It's like I got to deal with God. Because I didn't promise him I was going to be with you for life. But then once something go on and you just want separations and boom. And then it's divorces and it's like. So after that, I got like two 12-year-old baby mm-hmm. girls and two eight, well, nine now babies. That's not twins. Because after my divorce, it was like straight up. I was this one hint of anything says sideways to me I'm off to the next so you were having I guess a good time or or it was just no it wasn't even a good time it it might seem like a good time oh you got uh, two 12 year old babies you got two 8 year old babies oh you was you was side and side and side and nah you know what I was going with whoever was treating me right at the time Mm. cause everybody knows you could have your house and if somebody female got a bra up in there, two pair of shoes and some panties and shit. The cops will come. If y'all arguing and you got to leave out your spot and she don't even live there. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like when I'm on to the next, I'm on to the next. I'm a great person and anything else, but it's like I only could deal with so much. Yeah. So what do you ultimately think was the demise of your marriage or what was the ending for it? Shit. The only one cause of divorce is what? Marriage. Marriage ain't about love and happiness and forever after. And marriage is a thing. Get up in it till you're tired of it right now and do a business and go take this nigga for half the shit he got. 
So marriage ultimately was the demise. No, it or, wasn't the demise of me. It was the demise of me, like, trusting relationships. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So do you ever see yourself getting married again? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's real. It's not, it's not like it's something, like I said, where it's the majority of everyone getting married, the percentage is 90% that they stay together, 95%. Instead of 90%, it just looks like a divorce. And then, once you go through that divorce, you got to pay lawyers and everything else to get half of what you worked for to maybe someone that really wasn't ride or die with you from the door because in the settlement, they would be like, I'm not trying to take half of everyone, just da-da-da, boom-boom-boom, and for the kids and blah. But it's like now it's a business. It's mm-hmm. more of a business than, than a bonding. Mm-hmm. So... I don't, I don't trust the shit. And it's like, ain't nobody at the end of the day just going to have me when I'm taking care of their asses for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And when we made a vow and it wasn't kept, so it should be something different at the end of the day. And then now if you even go and talk to somebody you, you got a relationship with and talking about marriage and you got a prenup, they're like, oh, why are we talking prenup? You must don't trust me. You know, mm-hmm. no, it's a business. It's, it's, and it's, fuck it. Yes, I don't trust you. You said fuck it. I don't trust you. I don't. Man. I don't. I don't seen shit get ugly with people that's out there, and I've been through shit that's ugly with a marriage. So, mm-hmm. I mean, now you've also done the show, like <clears throat> reality show, couples therapy. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel like that experience was for you? No, it was a beautiful thing. It, it put a lot of things in, in perspective as far as, like, just really seeing therapy helps if you're both in it for the for, for knowing. If you want therapy or any like, a perfect person don't exist. So, mm-hmm. I hate, I, I, I don't fuck with perfect people. Because they don't exist. If there's no wrong and nothing and everything is a case to try to put something on me to see how you write, then I'm not I'm not fucking with this, the whole scenario. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But it was a good thing for me to see that. To see, no matter what went on, I'm the bad guy. And, and I'm probably one of the only ones, one of the only hip-hop artists that ever came out there and never had a side bitch and had lie detector and everything improved it and all the rest of this mm-hmm. and still was getting chastised and shit. Oh, you must have beat the test. How the fuck did I beat the fucking test? <laughs> yeah. You feel me? So when you get that and you embarrassed on national television because the one you there for, we y'all supposed to be working together to try to fix stuff, but it ain't fixing. It's trying to throw down a whole rug and, and throw your shit out there like you a piece of shit. It's like, alright. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a great lesson learned. Then I met my father. Well, seeing him after thirty years, mm. so it was a good thing. I mean, our relationship is not there either after, but it was a good chance to see see him. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so, how's that relationship now? Do you feel like you were able to no, open man. up or have any new opportunity with him? No, I mean we we hung out a few times like after that. And then it came to a point, it's like, motherfuckers don't know, man. First of all, man, like, well, that's the scenario. I ain't seen him till I was 12 years old, for one. Mm-hmm. Then when he came in my life, he disappeared again. So then when I see him again and everything else, and then 
you know, we bond on the show. But then when we get home and everything else, it's like, he don't understand. I can't pick up the phone every time. I might be overseas and like, boom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I see where I get some of my attitude from. It's from him. He bullheaded. But it was like, like I'm, I'm not returning his calls on the drop of a, every call and everything else. And I, I'm like, listen, I, I shouldn't, after you left me when I was first born, then 12 years later I see you, then you disappear again. It's like I'm not fucking going to be chasing you. Yeah. You know I mean? And it's not, I don't want you to chase me. I'm not playing a game or anything else. But, yo, know, you need to understand, you got to do something to... to come in my area in my space not looking for me to just fucking make your space better it's like you my father I done, I done seen you and it took one of the homies really everything in him to keep me from bashing his fucking head in because when I'm like 15 16 I'd seen him it was 4 years ago when I was 12 I seen, I seen him he looked the same mm. and he walked by me and didn't know who the fuck I was you feel me mm. so it's like, man, I, man, I ain't, I'm, God is great. And it's like, I'm, I'm just blessed because it's always been the right things that ain't never make me really go over extra the edge where there was no turning back and then I threw everything away. So it's like, or before I even had shit fucked up where I didn't get a chance to see and miss my blessings. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really not, I'm, I'm. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different life, a different world when nobody understand it. But it's like I'm, I'm not I'm not beat to impress nobody or to please really nobody. I'm here to just leave shit because, like I said, tomorrow might not be here. And when I'm going, I just want my kids to be able to be. They get to that age where they like, damn, daddy had a stash for me. Damn, I see really what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, wow. oh, now I see why he ain't have that, 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 and all extra, and 50 cars, and 20. Damn, he had savings for us and shit. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? So, it's like, this motherfucking world ain't anything it seemed to be, but yeah. it's like, I ain't beat. I ain't beat. I'm here to do what I am. How do you feel about me? Feel about me. And you take it or leave it. Because the only thing you really could do is stop speaking to me. Mm -hmm. If they walk over, they're going to limp back. Because mm -hmm. I'm about that. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm, I'm a peaceful person, but don't don't put me in no corner. Because I'm going to show you what I'm really about. Mm -hmm. I feel you. So how do you feel, you know, speaking or talking about your father and your relationship? Now, how do you want to change that? You know, with your relationship. Or no, just with your children. No, nah, you know? that's what. So how do you, your relationship old, with them? Oh, my God. That's it's a fucked up situation, like because when you get into a situation where you ain't with somebody no more, mm -hmm. it's like they 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 pull a kid card sometimes where you can't see your kids or they want to move them out of state and da 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 because they ain't with you and like everybody think like uh, I don't know like every father is a deadbeat or some shit. And it's like, yo, when we see our kids, especially when you have us fathers that didn't have a father there, mm -hmm. man, the last thing we want ever is a motherfucking situation where our kids don't fucking know us. Mm -hmm. And you there for your kids. 
Is it stuck? Yeah, put it. Nah, it's gotta be. Sound oh. like the bottom is. Um, yeah, so it's like you you never want to be in the situation or the scenario where your kids don't know you. Mm-hmm. And so you do everything to be there for them. And then when you out of a relationship with somebody that you was with and loved, and then you just not, they like, all right, well, you ain't with me. Well, you ain't going to be with your kids neither. How, who, I, ho, ho, ho. What part of the deal is that? Like, where, where, where's that scenario coming from? Like, so that's that's where it's at. It's like it's 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 terrible because it's like that's where I'm at with my shit now. It's like single. I'm 45 years old. I don't want to fucking be fucking single. I love going home. I got my kids, my youngest daughter that was living with me. Now we gotta find another spot. Her mom's passed away when she was two. She's 12 now. And it's like my old lady I was with, I was with for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like when it's... And that's her time. mom that passed away? Is that what you're saying? No, her mom's oh. just passed away, my youngest daughter. But we have a son after that. And, like, I got custody of my daughter. Mm-hmm. And when I met my old lady, we had a child. So we was together nine years, and we all lived in the same, you know... Mm-hmm. abides at home so it's like once shit go down and then you the one that gotta leave and then you can't see your kids when you want to it's like it's I mean the craziest shit cause I got child support but it's like it's really so funny cause every time the police ended up riding on me it'd be like a Friday mm-hmm. and I'm like ho 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 I got receipts and anything from your child I pay support. all my child support. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, the system must be down. We got to take you down. It's Friday, so I got to stay in the county the whole weekend. So I'm I'm cool because it's like before when we, in 91, we went platinum. I didn't move out, out of my same house on 18th Street until in the ghetto until 10 years later after I was about to get married to Pepper. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I'm the hood loved me. I love the hood. I, I give back to the community. If you forget where you come from, when you leave, but if you're there, you're doing something you ain't got no business. So I always had a problem with the police, anything, thinking I'm like starting some gangs or hustling and boom. And I'm like, yeah. so once that that whole scenario came, and then when I get out and go and and really settle down, it's like that's when the biggest problems come. It's like yo, especially it's like yeah, I was wild when I first came out, like any artist would be. But then once you settle down and you like, yo, this shit is like, you don't want to be in a club every fucking night. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be out there searching for no ass or just just loitering, just going around because you don't have no spot to go through. It's like, it's just like when my mom threw me out. And these women don't understand, oh, you threw me out? Wow, this is like, I've been there before and guess what? I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm going switch and flow, but like I said, even when you got locked up, I see like it's in the county. You got motherfuckers that don't even have a traffic ticket, and they in there with killers, rapists, murderers, gangbangers for child support. Shit, like hold on, how the fuck do you, they don't even have felons? Like I'm, I'm in there t- ha- having yo man, leave him alone, leave little man alone, leave leave white boy alone, leave the Asian dude alone. Stop taking the shoe. Oh, they with you? Yeah, yeah, they with me. Yo, go the fuck over there. Stop bullying these niggas. Yo, yo, 
I'm like, what y'all in here for? Y'all in here for Jocelyn? I'm like, yo, this shit is terrible. Because mm. I've been on gang file since, any time I get locked up, since the early 90s. So any time I go in and I know, hey, put me wherever the fuck you want to put me at, I'm good, goddammit. But it, it's it's hurtful to see, like, just the system with, like I said, it ain't about love, it ain't about trust, it ain't about nothing. Like, how the fuck can it be where you going to lock up somebody for child support? Like, when, for one, they may be trying, but what you asking for so much, and then how the fuck are they supposed to pay for anything or have a job, and they keep getting locked up? Mm-hmm. So that's back to, like, what we saw with the relationships and the shit like that. I don't trust none of this shit. I don't trust it's all a, it's all a scam. It's all something that, that, that motherfuckers, you can get your kids on, on whatever days you get them, and then the mama could send them to your ass with fucking holy ass jeans on, fucked up old sneakers, anything else. When you paying child support, I'm like, yo, why you send them? Because you're going to take them shopping, and they walking around with Louis bags and red bottom shoes. and Like, yo, man, what the fuck is you? And, I, and you keep getting locked up because you in the system, and anytime they run your name at any time, you can just have a warrant. And if it's the weekend, you'll be staying up in that motherfucker for the whole weekend. And then you're still going to have to pay bail to get the fuck out. So then it's taken away from your child support. It's like, yo, yo, it's, 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 it's unbelievable how wicked the world is. You know? Yeah. So, everybody understand. It's, it's. But it's interesting because I've had, you know, I don't have kids, but I do know people who are, you know, single parents and I'm not in their relationships, but I always feel like, you know, well, first of all, for anyone who's a single parent, if a dad wants to step up or wants to be involved, you can't think about yourself as the woman, as the mother. You have to think about your child in the best interest of your child. I do believe, this is my opinion, that a kid should have a mother and a father around they don't have to be together Hmm. now if the father wants to step up and is able to it is not on drugs cracked out you know with every type of weapon in the house or whatever and has a safe environment let that father be a father it's not about you and granted if they are you know doing drugs or if they have living in a you know falling down cardboard box and doesn't have a safe environment that's one thing but if they want to step up, let that parent, let that father step up. Or mother, vice versa. I don't believe that men are all just deadbeat dads. There are, there are deadbeat mothers out there. I know them out there, too. And that's true. That's real. But if someone wants to step up, and I know people that are in this situation, let them. Let them step up. And if someone proves otherwise, then obviously... Their actions are speaking louder than their words. That part. That's right. So, I hope that touched. That's another lesson in here. You probably didn't expect to get from this podcast. But hopefully this here is the right person. And you get this message. And I'm going to tell certain people who I know to listen. I won't tell them publicly. But I'm going to tell them personally. personally. I want you to step up. Or let the person, let the father step up and do his part. If that's what he Stop wants to do. It's, it's like, not about you. Yeah, and another thing how you too. You lock up the kid, your, your kid's father that love him, miss him, but he locked up because you got him in jail and you you got him in the system. Yeah. Or even if that if he doesn't want to talk to you, 
and just wants to see their kid, that's fine. You don't have to have a whole conversation and try to get back this relationship. relationship. Because the relationship is with the father and the child. Now, if y'all can be, you know, uh, civil to each other, that's all that matters. Hey, you get this, you get baby, baby whatever, (laughs) baby girl, you get baby boy, and you keep it pushing, and that's it. Yep. So... Hopefully that's a little lesson that y'all didn't, like I said, didn't expect. You hopefully take, listen to it and take heed and don't just listen and keep or speed through and just say whatever, you know, fuck it. I don't want to hear it. Because, yeah, if you think I'm talking about you, if you think it's about you, it's about you. That part. So, yeah, we're going to go back to that. We're going to go back to the music. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that you're making these songs, like you were talking about OPP, you know, Feel Me Flow, like... You know, when you have these songs, and I was playing it last night, mm-hmm. and my man just like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah. Like, these are hits right here. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know they're hits, but beforehand, did you know? No, you did you guys know, know or did you have a feeling like, okay, I this mean, is going to be good? You're supposed to think that you got the hottest shit out when it comes, but you never know. You ain't never made a hit before, so mm-hmm. you don't know if people going to come and, and, and gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. But it's it's you look at Beyonce. Yeah, she got lemonade, these songs, and boom and die, and all these girls this summer went and broke up with their man and anything else. Like, yeah, I want to be like Beyonce and boom. And I know she's still with her motherfucking husband. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a song. It's like a movie. Don't look at her like that. That that role right there she played in the movie. She's that crackhead in the movie, or she's no. It's a it's a role she playing. She's playing songs for the people that everybody could relate to, or somebody could relate to. That's her job. But she going home, and y'all going home, breaking the fuck up with your men and your husband, <laughs> and, and talking all the shit. And then the end of the summer is coming, and then you see like, damn, the one that was taking. I I, I done went out. I done got rid of my man. Now, i just been dating, and motherfuckers just been smashing and dashing, and they ain't paying my bills. They ain't doing what he was doing, so then you want to get him back, and he like, yo, you use goods now. Mm. I done moved on. You got to move on. you like, God damn. I'm... Then you look, you 20s, and then, then your 30s, then boom, and then you got a, a, a list of motherfucking just not being with nobody, not doing nothing, and motherfuckers out there, y'all know, with, 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 with the majority of the homies is locked up or dead, it's like we, it's 10 to 1 women, and it's like, it's a lot more women out there than men, so men will be like, you know what, I'll go on to the fucking next, and I'll go here and here and here and here and here, because it's always good for the first few months, the first year or something, boom, and then I'll move the fuck on, because I'm not going to be there, you have your house, I have my shit, and boom, we meet up when we want to meet up, but the relationship, nah, I can't even do that, because it ain't nothing, it ain't love in there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's like a business, it's, it's get pregnant, let me put them on child support and then or get married and divorce him and get half of his shit and (laughs) not on my watch yeah Mm -hmm. so after you have your hits that are coming out do you feel like there's pressure to do nah we always just create more music yeah we just always create always done and everybody was like OBP they'll never do another one like that again and then Hip Hop Array on the next album was a bigger record than that yeah and Feel Me Float and all types of stuff was Jamboree, just all, just, that. Yeah. all of that you feel me like kept doing it so it's like man it's a blessing and it's like we just we do what we do from the heart and we're entertainers so we want to entertain you but it's like for your personal life 
if you ain't got a ride or die to really know you out here doing what you got to do to supply for the family and leave something when you gone and you just out to get something from them for a certain amount of time then oh oh the limitation oh I've been with them four years now I could I could get half or three whatever state and then you do that you wonder why don't don't know men trust no relationships mm-hmm. and then you when you thrown on the street from the house you pay all the bills at it's like Yo, this shit is real deal. I'm not going to put myself in a position again where I can get thrown out of my own shit. Yeah. Like, this is my house. Like, why am I outside of my house looking in like... If it's an argument, you say you're going to call the cops. Then, you know, snitching is snitching. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to call the cops for what? Because I won't leave my house? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then cops come and say, oh, sir, you have to leave because she got a few things in the closet that look like she lived here. Oh, Yeah. So then when the motherfucker go and you leave, I'm like, oh, make sure you take your shirt and your shoes and don't, I can't leave this over. No, take that shit to your house. You <laughs> so don't live that, here. Take that shit too. Take that shit to like, your house. Like, been there, done that. Go ahead, pack your stuff up. I help you pack your bag. Yeah, you ain't got to leave no lipstick and no nothing, no panties over here, no nothing. You ain't got to leave shit. You don't you live in your house. I take my shit when I leave your shit mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me, what's it like in the studio for you? Like, when you're in the studio, if I'm a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. what am I seeing? I mean, you're just seeing creation in motion. Like, it's just, it's for me, it's like a relief. It's like how some people go to the gym, work out. They get their stress out. Like me, for the stage, performing, and then just creating. It's like the biggest stress relief in the world. It's the, the most peaceful time I could have besides just being with my babies, my kids. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, that's like what that. it is. Yeah. What about your um your most proudest moment? Probably in this just business. Before Grammy? it was going home, seeing your baby, seeing your family, seeing your friends, and sharing it. It's like I would I'll be sitting on a hundred million or more right now, but I'm not going to go with a hundred million. Mm-hmm. I like to share with my friends, family, and anything else. But at the end of the day, you can't spoil them. You got to give them jobs and let's see who really wants to work. A lot of people want to live off of your fame and your dream and really not want to put no work in and just ask you for shit. And then when you don't call them and then when you don't get back with them, they feel some tight way. But it's like, yo, man, you need to do some shit. You asked for a job. I gave you a job. Now, when I ask you to do some shit, you look like I'm playing you out, but it's your job. But if you have a regular nine to five, whatever that boss say, he say jump, you say ha ha. But when I say it, it's look like I'm playing you the fuck out and I'm paying you to do a job. So it's like, it's whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but what about professionally though? Like with something like, I guess throughout your career that you're like, I'm, I'm no, proud I mean, of that. Of course, Grammys is like AMAs and. You know, you get to really get noticed. You got platinum plaques, gold plaques. You got shit where people just, when you walk the streets and they want a picture with you, autograph, they want to say hello. They You make their day, you know what I mean? You make their month, their year. They be like, mm-hmm. yo, I got something personal with one of my favorite artists. So that type of thing. And be able to just take care of your family, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. If you were in this business, what would you do? Shit, I'll probably be tying somebody up in their household, robbing them, <laughs> jacking them. Like, hip-hop saved, saved the world, in mm-hmm. my opinion. 
you gave kids dreams, stuff they, they could look forward to, stuff they'd be like, you know, and instead of me going out here and doing this, I'm going to concentrate on trying to do something with this career because I have something that looks like I can make something positive out of myself. So when you take that away, if it wasn't there, hip-hop, if hip-hop wasn't here, yo, this 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 whole country would have been fell under, in my opinion. Four mm-hmm. decades worth of it, you have kids floating the streets and they just out there just reckless. It'll be like a third world country. Hmm. I never thought about it like that. That's true. Now, what did you always know you wanted to be in, in the business? Or like as a kid? No, I thought I was what did you want to do? Sports. I was in the. <clears throat> I wasn't in the basketball because I was little and couldn't play like that. But football, baseball, all types of stuff. I thought that was going to be it. But then when the streets came in to the picture and then I wasn't in school wasn't planning on going to college didn't play high school ball or anything else because I was hustling in the streets and trying to you know do everything else so then when hip hop came it was like yo this is something that I could been loving but now it looked like I could really make it a part of a career option Mm -hmm. now who are some artists that you enjoyed working with and then artists that you want to work with Y'all know the era before we came. It's like, I'm, I'm, I just love, I'm a people person. So I just like working with real people. Like, and then we have to be set up from a label and you never even see the person, but you lay something on a track and then it's out there and then you ain't even met them. And it's, ah, it's, I'm, I'm not really beat on doing nothing with anybody. I'm doing, I'm, I'm with doing something with everybody that's really somebody that's really with the energy and the, and the, just a good good person. I'm, I'm a people person. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about your status or nothing. Yeah. So tell me, what is the key? Because I know at the beginning we were talking about 25 years plus mm-hmm. that you guys have been together. Mm-hmm. So what's the key to staying together with Ben and DJ KG? Like, how Man, do you do fam- it? Family stays together, get paid together. It's like a brother-sister relationship, sister-sister, brother-brother, family-family. Go through your shit, but it's like if, 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 if take a tribe to, to 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 raise a child, or to or to have the it, it takes more than one person. Like life is not just tennis and golf. Even if you play that, it's like in your regular life is a team effort. So you gotta have a strong team around you to make sure everything that goes on goes on in the right way. Instead of you just running out the house because you feel better on the streets than you feel at home. But you don't get no love, love nowhere else but when you're doing your art. So then you stay out. And you don't want to go back to nothing that's going to have you in a non-peaceful state of mind. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're not in the studio, when you're not making music, what are you doing? No, I'm roaming. I'm like, I'm in the, I'm, 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 I love smelling the earth. I love walking around. I love. You hiking in L.A.? Yeah. Little hikes? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> So you're just chilling, doing your thing. Yeah, man. Just peace of mind is the best thing besides work. Mm. What do you feel is complete success for you? Do you feel like, you know, obviously you're still working, you're still doing stuff in the business. What do you feel like? What's next? What complete success is just basically is just leaving whatever you have to leave for your family once you're gone. That's complete success. You know what I mean? You work to take care of your seeds. Mm-hmm. And that's the complete success. If you ain't 
can't take care of everything you're supposed to do as far as your family is concerned and then you're not at peace of mind. You know, by the time I clock out, I want to just be like, my kids are straight. They're going to know they got to work for theirs and get theirs on their own, but daddy left them son. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So what you up to now? Where? Well, you could go to YouTube, Naughty by Nature, anytime, slash anything, like for the new and the old that we got there. Uh, me, Freddie Fox, Bumpy Knuckles, uh, a.k.a. his name, and uh, Trick Trick from Detroit. We got a group called OGology out right now. So you're going to have a website and that, that to go. But if you go on the YouTube, Tretch.net, T-R-E-A-C-H.net, you could just pull up OGology. And you'll see it's two videos out now. We're going to basically do a song for every uh, video, actually, for every song that we done recorded, which is the album work. It's going to be a lead and it's like movies you're going to see. It's like we don't just do videos. We like make movies with them, with the acting. So it's a lot of acting stuff that's still going on with me and all. But, um, yeah, with that. And I got a a whole new Twitter and Instagram. And it's uh, Tretch Tribe on Instagram and Twitter. So Tretch Tribe, T-R-E-A-C-H-T-R-I-B-E. And it's like I only got like about 10 20 followers right now because I just started it yesterday because mm-hmm. I had a line with my ex and everything else so I had to shut all that shit <laughs> down and that, you feel me yeah so yeah that's what it do so okay. that's where y'all can find and look and like trash.net like I said on YouTube anytime you can see the new shit I'm doing the stuff I've been doing and through the social media to find anything else out gonna be promoting it all through there cool cool now, um, for me, Facebook and uh, Instagram, Snapchat, it's Megan A. Weaver, M-E-G-A-N-W-R-A, Weaver. Yeah. And then on Twitter, it's Bacon Eatin' Megan. Bacon, yeah. just like the word. Yeah. Eatin' Megan. And, yeah, so that's all my stuff. Until next time, or water or wine time with Megan Weaver. Love, life, or entertainment. Peace. Agua and vino. Agua and vino.